0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. You are listening to Lag Radio, your weekly source of video game appreciation, chiptune idolatry, super sweet giveaways, and so very much more. On the show this evening, we're going to be discussing the Nintendo classic from the GameCube era from 2001, Luigi's Mansion. It's our second game in our spooktober uh, extravaganza. Last week, we played Silent Hill For The Room. So this one, we're changing it up, doing a different type of horror per se. And uh, yeah, so we're gonna be talking about Luigi's Mansion in depth. We're gonna be going over, of course, its history and development cycle. We're gonna talk about the story in the game. We're gonna talk about the soundtrack and playing songs from it. And finally, we're gonna be talking about the gameplay elements, of course. Now, one of the things that we do here on the show is we bring in some special guests. And this evening, we brought in some very special ones that are big, big fans of the game. Can I? Mega
1: fan. Well, we have a mega fan, and then we have someone who actually played a little bit of the game when he got it. (laughs)
0: But but became a fan very quickly, it seems.
1: Oh, yes. But you did as well.
0: I did. Yes. That's true.
1: We both played this uh, uh, for the, well, fully for the first time uh, this past Monday and it was a very good experience.
0: This is true. Although I will say, a difference between you and I is that I am more critical of Nintendo products, just Uh. like I'm more critical of Disney movies, which Uh. a lot of people just take as sacrosanct. Like, you can't say anything bad against. I'm
1: kind of in the middle there. I guess I've become less of a fanboy, more critical of Nintendo than I used to be, but... Still very much like stuck on or like smitten with them, I guess you could say.
0: That's fair. All right. So, we are joined in this studio this evening by Alex of palette Swapped. Hello. Hey. And we have Spar Spar, Spartacus from The Gladiator. What's up?
2: And the defender of Disney and Nintendo. (laughs) (laughs) Fight you outside. Kingdom Hearts boy.
0: Fight you right now. Yeah, I like Kingdom Hearts. That's Sony. And Disney. Right? There you go. Sony and Disney work. Uh, but yeah, so we're talking about Luigi's Mansion tonight. We're going to be doing a giveaway as well later on in the program. Uh, well, actually, no, not later on in the program. Usually we do, but this week I'm changing it up. We're doing it on Facebook instead, so go and check out our Facebook page, facebook.com lagliferadio, and if you comment on the post there with the photo of the giveaway of the week, then you can potentially win. The giveaway this week, you can choose one of two different items. One, is a really sweet kind of low key patch that you can iron on to some sort of uh
2: That's my pick cloth. I like, I like that it. one a lot. Is that the one with the ghost symbol? Yes. It so is, is the ghost symbol, a- yeah.
0: Okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. Pretty pretty cool. You can cool. go on like, your beanie. You can put it on your beanie very yep. easily, yes. Quite quite true. Or the other option is a handmade Luigi plus ghost cross stitch in the style of like Super Mario Brothers three ish, I think. Yeah. I think that's what it looks like. It kinda look like that. Yeah. Hand stitch, cross stitch, which would be pretty cool. You can hang on the wall or just, I don't know, frame, something like that. It's pretty cool looking. So you could choose, just go on the Facebook page and Comment on it to win. Our other social pages you can visit, twitter.com/slash radio You can go to the Instagram is at DJ Double underscore Marmar. We do have a playlist site that I keep updated regularly. Right now it is completely up to date besides the podcast. I'm still working on those, but it is up to date otherwise. Lagradio.kuci.org. You can get links to all of the songs we've played in every previous episode. And then finally, our Twitch page, which I Twitch stream on Sundays and Wednesdays usually, unless I'm unavailable. So twitch.tv slash DJ single underscore Marmar. You can go and check out their Sundays from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. I usually stream Magic the Gathering online, but sometimes I will stream the game of the week, which I will be doing most likely for next week's show. Do do doo But we'll talk about that later yeah, on. Yeah,
1: we'll, we'll end the show with that information.
0: For now. Luigi's Mansion. We're not going to talk about it yet. We're going to listen to some songs set the mood for the evening. We're going to listen to, of course, Nintendo and title, as recommended by these folks here. Start that off stands properly. It's
1: the only way to start off the playlist. <laughs>
0: Excuse me. I Any other
1: way is just sacrilegious. <laughs> just.
0: And then we're going to listen to a song actually called Luigi's Mansion Beta. So it's a song from the beta of the game. Very interestingly enough. So let's listen to these three tracks and then talk about the history and development. Again, thank you so much for listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. My name is Marmar the Midboss. I'm joined by Alex and Spar Spar here, and we are Lag Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Lag Radio here with me, Marmar the Midboss. I'm joined in studio with Alex and Spar Spar. Welcome. Hello. So, we are discussing this evening Luigi's Mansion for our second game of Spooktober. We're going to be talking about the history and development first, so let us begin. There's a lot to cover here, even though I will say this information on the original Luigi's Mansion when it comes to interviews with the creators and all that, relatively sparse. There's not a whole lot. There's been. Sparse, sparse. Sparse, sparse. Yes, you got it. That's correct. <laughs> Uh, so, I tried to do my best digging. Hopefully, it is enough. First off, the game is directed by someone named Hideki Kono, who is a relatively unknown name, I think, when we think of Nintendo. I don't think, of course, Hideki Kono, of course. Yeah. But in reality, this person has actually been a producer of Nintendo games since Super Mario Brothers 2 and Doki Doki Panic, which is both very, very old games.
1: Super Mario Bros. 2 in America, meaning Super Mario Bros. USA in Japan. That's oh yeah. Marios, yeah. Okay, yes, Ooh.
0: true. They primarily worked on a lot of Mario Kart games, including the original Super Mario Kart, and also as recently as Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. So still in the biz, still going strong, Hideki Kono. Now it was produced by the legend himself, Shigeru Miyamoto, as well as an individual named Takashi Tezuka, which is another name that I think probably lesser known, but has been involved in a directorial producer role for basically every single Mario game since Super Mario Brothers. Pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Now, fun fact about this person, though, who we've never heard of probably, Takashi Tezuka, the inspiration for the Boo character in the Mario series comes from Tezuka's wife, who was described as shy most of the time, but would become very angry with him when he would spend too much at work
1: yeah Boo's first appearance as far as i remember <clears throat> is super mario brothers 3 which i was just playing on my switch and i just encountered and i'm like oh yeah i forgot about booze and their first like kind of character trait is if you face them they don't do anything but if you like turn around and you don't face them then they'll follow you right and so
0: exactly yes so the shy looking at first they even got the hands in front of them and they're like mm. yeah and then yeah you turn around and they're like evil looking So, yeah, interesting, right? The beginning of the Boo character. Now, the ideas with Luigi's Mansion first began as a project on the N64, actually. Mm. And it began with the team toying with the idea of setting a game in a ninja house. That was was just like the first thing that, we're going to put this in a ninja house. See what happens. And as they kind of started to develop more of their ideas, they said, let's try and do a dollhouse because logically you look at like a like a kid's dollhouse the, it's cut away right like you can look inside of it because portion of the dollhouse yeah is cut the away. fourth wall is gone mm-hmm. exactly so that's the logic behind why they tried to do a dollhouse as another version and that of the also game.
1: explains a lot about dark moon and how it's more looks more like a dollhouse yeah. than looking into hmm. the 3ds like in a diorama setting
0: and dark moon you're referring to the sequel of luigi yes fresh, which, fresh which came 3DS. out in 3ds somewhere
1: 20 2013? 2013 2013
0: believe yes but eventually, they settled on a Victorian-era mansion, so closer to the dollhouse than the ninja house. Definitely, <laughs> as far as I know about Victorian-era mansions. But uh, yeah, so it was actually not intended to be a Mario title to begin with. It was just going to be just
1: what I was saying. Yeah. On the way home, I was when I was driving. Uh, we, I was driving him back home. I was talking about how it felt like a game that they had come up with concept before and then decided later to attach an IP to it. Sounds familiar yeah <laughs>
2: Super Smash Brothers
0: was that true yeah mm-hmm. I think really? the
1: fighting polygon team was like the original characters yeah.
0: right? oh so that's something I never knew thank you for, for and that and then they just sense.
1: skinned the original characters with the Nintendo some of characters. Nintendo's most successful IPs are that or they well, like WarioWare was another one I explained to you about that on, yeah, uh, yeah. on the way home too it's brilliant like, yeah
0: geez and now it's so like yeah I mean Super Smash is one of their if not their biggest franchise at the moment basically like yep sells buckets but anyway so we're talking about Luigi. so we will say that Luigi's mansion was originally not intended to be a mario title it was something that they just wanted like a more cowardly sort of hero in this haunted house which eventually became luigi and they've chose luigi because a lot of the team felt that mario was more of like this brave sort of dude he seemed more like dependable he well, just he's the yeah. hero he is he's the he's hero
2: the mickey mouse of nintendo he is. That's yep. true. <laughs>
0: that is definitely the case. And so, this side character, Luigi, who had never gotten a starring role in any game prior well, to this, right?
1: Mario's missing. He was a starring role for Super Nintendo.
0: Mario's missing.
1: Yeah. I forgot what it was. I think it was just called Mario's missing, where you kind of go around and learn about different parts of history to try to find Mario in history. Kind of like Carmen Sandiego, but Mario style. That's pretty and You're obscure. Luigi trying to find Mario. <laughs> but. Not as much of character development as this game, for sure. Like, this definitely set set the stage for uh, Luigi as in his personality.
0: As his own character. Definitely. So, they, they definitely wanted to retain that kind of feel of, this is a game that's focused on the gameplay elements. This is less of, like, a typical Mario sort of uh, title. And that's why they use the Mario series characters very sparingly. So, we do see a host of them. We'll talk about that in the story a little bit. But they're definitely not, like... All of your standards. You don't see Yoshi. You don't see Goombas, that sort of thing. I think
1: there's like four.
0: You could also consider the Shy Guy ghosts.
1: Yes, that's true. That yeah, is true. Yeah, they're definitely... Forgot about the Shy Guy ghosts.
0: Boo, Shy Guy ghosts, Bowser, Mario. Luigi Mario. That's it? And... Everything else is new
1: to the uh, yeah. series. I think so. Oh, Toad. I forgot about Toad. Oh, Toad, yeah. Is, Toad. Yeah, so like duh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> She's whatever. She's <laughs> whatever. But yeah, so it was originally a tech demo, actually, because once they were developing for the N64, time kind of went by. They wanted to do some, they had some more demands for what they were looking to do. And so it decided to become a tech demo for the GameCube and their new particle and lighting effects. But once there was some hype generated around this, because it looked pretty good, then they decided to make it into a full game. Now, related to the tech demo aspect, talking about, like, the new GameCube particle and lighting effects and stuff, and I think this shows in the final product, reportedly, one of the programmers on the team actually worked on just the dust effects for six months.
2: Those dust effects, though.
0: For real. For
1: real. And, (laughs) as I say, disappointingly, they are not in the 3DS version that just released today. You're kidding. Those dust particles, yeah. I mean,
2: they're, like, pretty, like, dulled down. It's not (laughs) as, like crazy as it is the, in the, the mansion oh, in man.
1: the in the 3ds remake remake is uh is a lot cleaner uh still cobwebs they vacuumed stuff, but... before they <laughs> released <it laughs> this time well there you go yeah they re-released the mansion and it's not as dusty because luigi's already been through it this is actually a time <laughs> shift uh, Egad <laughs> went in there, and he was like,
0: <laughs> "Well, wow. myself." <laughs> okay, so we will definitely be talking about yeah. the remake yeah. that actually is releasing today. Just
1: wanted to stress my disappointment on the the lack <laughs> of dust particles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, the premiere of the FMV, the full motion video of what would become Luigi's Mansion, actually debuted at Nintendo's Space World in the year two thousand. And uh, very little in the FMV actually stuck around with the actual game release, which I will later get onto in some of the fun facts. The team had some discussion on how difficult they wanted the game to be, because they wanted it to have, I think some people were finding it a little too difficult to begin with. And so Miyamoto was like, we need to make some of this a little more easy. And so for example, one of the things is throughout the game, you get keys every time that you take uh, one of the ghost bosses, the special super cool ghost bosses that you suck up. And uh, and conquer that particular room. You're given a key, and in the original version, the keys don't, aren't shown on the map. Like what door they unlock, and Ooh. so you would have to just go around and Ooh. figure out. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That that little cutscene of Luigi like <laughs> shaky-handedly opening this doorknob, hopefully, uh, yeah, over and over again. So no, so Miyamoto was one of the one of the proponents of saying, let's make it a little bit easier in some way, a little more logical. Surprises it wasn't Iwata. He's always the one that just makes things shine. Sure, that's true. Yeah, I didn't see anything about Iwata with regards to this game at all, interestingly enough. Maybe he was, I mean, he's working on 5 million other games, Yeah, no,
1: yeah. He's a busy man.
0: But yeah, they were very cognizant of the uh, desire to make the game short enough to beat in a few hours, akin to, I believe it was Yoshi's Island Mm -hmm. that that they were referencing. They wanted it to be short like Yoshi's Island, but also made in such a way that it's got this replayability. I'm guessing that a particular person in the room would agree on replayability right now. Yes. <laughs> how many times did you estimate on you've played this game?
2: Over, like, easily, like, 50 going on Ooh. 100 now.
0: Holy crap. That's a lot of playthroughs. Yeah. Jeez. And you've been playing for how long? Like, since it came out, yeah. basically?
2: like, I did not know a world where... Well, I mean, <laughs> I can't say that, but, like, I can't think of a world without this game dang like i've been playing it that long
0: that's wild all right big fan here for sure so the replayability they got it nailed it from what we understand from sparse bar
1: yeah, i don't know if it's if it's on your uh, agenda or not but it was uh um it was a launch title for the
0: it was indeed yes GameCube. eventually once it did release it was a launch title for the gamecube and so it was it was a proof of what do we say, proof of concept perhaps? It, w- it was proof that of what the GameCube was capable of doing, not just graphically, but also Tech how demo-ish. its controls could be used to function. Another thing that uh, Miyamoto brought up a few times later on in the development cycle was, we need to give the players more to do with some of these buttons. And so that's why when you're running around, you press A to interact with something like, I don't know, a chair, and you would give it interact. a little. Interact. <laughs> <laughs> give a little hip thrust, to say it lightly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, for those of you who have not played the game, Luigi kind of when he when he interacts with an object, it kind of looks like he may or may not be looking to procreate with the object. <laughs> it's, either, uh, it's either
1: that or he pats it, like he pushes it, he gives but it a like, little tap tap. Yeah, yeah but he's like, hmm. yeah.
0: <laughs> so there's two different types of tapping going on. Luigi's given <laughs> given <laughs> the items here, but uh, but the other times when you're not interacting with an item and you press the A button, this is must be Miyamoto's doing. What happens? But Luigi. Yells out for Mario. Now, no
1: would, matter what's in front of,
0: him. <laughs> no matter what yeah, it if
1: there's history. a he looks directly makes eye contact with Toad and <laughs> goes Mario. <laughs> uh,
0: we'll it, it, about it creates the, some yeah.
1: com- some pretty humorous, uh, you know, some opinions. scenarios.
0: Yes, definitely. I we juggled <laughs> uh, at least myself. I did juggle a number of times throughout when it would be an accidental Mario instead of like interacting with something. But yeah, so it's. Um, focus one of the focuses of the team was not was actually to not focus particularly on other games that were out at the time around 2000 2001 era they wanted to create what they wanted embrace the different embrace the uniqueness and make this not a a mario title right they did not want it to just fall susceptible to that now talking about some of the fun facts that i discovered actually do you guys have anything to add you want to talk about with the, real, the real, development yeah anything that you, mm, you not that i
1: structure? not that i really knew of you, you i mean there's beta stuff but i don't yeah. know if we
2: want to get in that Hit now, me. because you know well, a lot of the beta stuff comes from like having to know like how the game, the game's structured and stuff so okay so we'll Might be better that. after the gameplay maybe, section. maybe yeah maybe like while we're going through because i was going to mention when you asked me like playthroughs and like you mentioned like like kind of giving it that incentive to go back and play it a lot. Yeah, I think about that same thing with like Shadow of the Colossus. The last episode I I was on very short game sure. in general, and encourages a lot of playthrough over and over and over and over again. Uh, and I think that kind of like goes with Luigi's Mansion that it kind of has that New Game Plus kind of thing. Uh, and there's some interesting things going on with uh, one of the new selections that you get in like a New Game Plus. Um, but I think we'll probably talk more about that like in the hidden uh, or in the beta and <laughs> stuff like that. Almost. Yeah, I yeah, almost All almost right. spoiled it for you. That's fair. <laughs> All
0: right. in that case, you know, that's a good point. I'm gonna save some of these fun facts for later. Let's just listen to some friggin music. How about that? Sounds good. So let's listen to EGad's lab next. Uh, by the way, with we the last few tracks were Nintendo and Title. We opened with, then a Luigi's Mansion beta, so a song from the beta version. After that, we listened to Mansion Exterior. So now we're going to listen to EGAD's Lab and then the Game Boy horror theme, and then we're going to listen to a special one called Controls, but only a portion of the song because it's a portion. Well, we'll talk about why It's later an important on. portion. It's an important portion. You'll like it. Thank you so much for listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. My name is Marma the Midboss. This is Alex and Spar Spar, and we are Lag Radio. Hello everyone and welcome back to Lag Radio here with me, Marmar the Midboss, and we're joined by Alex and Spar Spar here. We're talking about Luigi's Mansion for the GameCube from 2001. We just finished up the history and development, but right after we talked about the history and development, we listened to a bunch of songs. So real quickly, we listened to EGAD's Lab, after that one was Game Boy Horror Theme, clearly very chiptune, of course. After that one was Controls, but we only listened to the last minute of the four minute long track and the reason why is because it's actually the song that you hear just when you're looking at the control screen and it's like an easter egg right yes so yeah the three minute mark it switches over into this really funky cool beat that you just would have never heard if you didn't just sit at the control scheme for three minutes after that when we listened to talking with ghosts and then it was mini game. Alright, so we are done talking about the history and development for now. We're gonna get to some of the fun facts later on that I discovered in my research, but for now let's discuss the story or what there is. We're not
2: we're just gonna play the song and not talk about the Easter egg. Well tell me. To- I feel like it's
0: necessary. Okay, well fine. What tell me, tell me the things.
2: Well the Easter egg that you just heard in that song yes. uh is Totaka's treat. Uh that's his his little uh special song that he throws
1: in all that stuff, so
2: uh, you can hear him in many other games.
1: Any game that he's done the soundtrack for, usually every game, he's hidden it somewhere. I forgot where it was in Yoshi's story. I know in Mario Paint, it's at the title screen. If you select one of the letters, it will play it. Um, I think it's in... He did the music for... I think it's in Animal Crossing. It has to be in Animal Crossing. Yeah, it is. It's actually like, I think, tota KK or uh, K.K. Slider plays it. Um, there's It's just K.K.'s song which is right. Totaka's uh, to song. But yeah, in pretty much every game, uh, he'll hide it somewhere in there.
0: Right. Okay, so let's just go through the soundtrack because we've already kind of started it. Why not? So it's the soundtrack itself is made by uh, two individuals, actually. It's a collaboration, but it's mostly Totaka. So Kazumi Totaka is the person that we're talking about here. The other person that is credited is also Shinobu Tanaka, uh, and the former, Totaka, is actually pretty much a star when it comes to composing, especially from Nintendo. His first composition was for a series of two games, actually, that came out in 1992. The first one was just called X. It came mm-hmm. out a couple months before the release of Mario Paint, which he also did the-
1: X is a Game Boy game, by the way.
0: Is it? Yes. Dang. I was curious. I only saw the box art, but I didn't I see- I think, like...
1: from what I remember, <laughs> it's it's like Star Fox and that it's like fake polygons- But done in pixel, I think that's Hmm. that's what it's like. It's some type of like shooter game like that.
0: Neat. All right, i had never heard of it or seen it before this actually this episode. So all right, good to know. X and Mario Paint. He's also worked on you know little little games, Super Mario Land Two, Yoshi's Story, Animal Crossing. He's actually the voice actor for Yoshi. That's right.
1: What? Yeah. He is the voice actor for Yoshi. He's also the voice
0: actor for Professor E.Gad. Oh, really? Really? Yeah, he did the <laughs> voice
1: of Yoshi since Yoshi's Story. I think yep. that's where he first had his kind of nasally, like, yep, yep. kind of voice. Yep. But yeah, it's just his voice sped up. And that's um, crazy. I was going to say, one of the things as a composer that you can really tell when you can hear his music in a game is that he likes to take this one main theme from the game and use it as a motif throughout every other song in the game. So heck yeah, you get that with uh, Yoshi's Story, for example, which is the... <laughs> No that's that's actually the only song that's not repeated. I can't <laughs> I it's like it's like the do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Oh, okay, yeah. And that's used in like every other different style. Yeah, you It's also kind of Animal Crossing, even though like there's a huge range of music for each part. But essentially, yeah. And then with this game too, you'll hear pretty much every song has the. Every song. Yeah. Is that theme? You can tell when it's when it's a game he's done the music for when you hear the same song multiple times. But he does it very effectively where it doesn't really get boring. It just kind of gets stuck in your head. Exactly. It's very This is the
0: Beethoven thing, right? Right? Like, bum, 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 bum. Like, how many different ways can you do bum, 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 It's the same yeah. thing, repeated, but it's different variations on it, and it keeps it fresh and interesting to the listener. Yeah. It's very, very, very good. So, also, as Alex mentioned, he's also technically the inspiration for K.K. Slider, who's the musician character from the Animal Crossing series. You probably remember the dog who sits and uh, strums a guitar, right?
2: What? Right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> So his voice is something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: true. Yeah, so he's he's just known for doing all these super earworm sort of things, reconfigured in a bunch of ways. But also, in this game, there are a number of other songs that are more moody, more creepy, more like, I guess I would say more horror sort of stuff, more like, well, we'll, we'll listen to some of them later on. So stick around for the rest of the soundtrack we're going to be discussing. Now, let's talk a little bit about the story. Okay? Okay. All right, let's talk about the story. <laughs> I mean, there's not a whole lot here. There's not a whole lot. So, we talk
2: about this? this game's deep. <laughs> this game's deep. This game has some lore.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I think that's a bit of a stretch, perhaps. But <laughs> basically, we've got the character of Luigi, of the Super Mario Brothers. And he finds out that he was won a contest that he didn't even enter. And apparently, he won a mansion in the middle of nowhere. And so he goes to investigate. Now, before he goes to investigate it, I guess he must have told his brother Mario at some point about this, and Mario decides, all right, I'm going to go, but I'm not going to go with you. I'm going to go separately. That's just my guess, because what happens is is Mario, we find out later on, is disappeared. We don't know what happened to him. His brother's just missing. And so Luigi's goal throughout this game is basically find his missing brother and check out this new mansion that turns out to be, of course, super haunted, right? It's not this quaint, extravagant, sort of very welcoming mansion it's old it's dusty it's dingy it's eerie it's filled to the brim with ghosties and when he first walks in there he's attacked by the ghosts right once you enter like this foyer sort of in a couple of the I guess parlor rooms of uh of the mansion
2: I think it's the it's the foyer right
0: foyer is the entrance straight up and then you walk into the next room i got to find After out the, the names of all
2: these rooms. <laughs> I, got, I know them too well to not know their names.
0: I'm shocked that you don't know them. Disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I'm disappointed no, yeah, in <laughs> myself. Marmar
1: was, was really uh, avid at looking at the names of every room we entered, which was very useful.
0: Each one is different, too. Each one is different.
1: But, but the, the mirror room is not useful.
0: The mirror room should be <laughs> You have would been think more. it would be, but it's not. <laughs> you think? Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a mission later on where you're supposed to find a ghost. It has that's... a really
1: cool like effect and something that would like, kind of showcase stuff for GameCube, but it's not useful in terms of like solving puzzles there, we found no, out. Yeah,
0: it's just a, like an empty room, basically. But yeah, so what happens is you're attacked by these ghosties in this parlor room, and you have no way of battling ghosts because you are just this cowardice sort of Mario Bro. And so. Suddenly, out of nowhere, this older gentleman named Professor Egad comes and saves you with his newest invention. What a cute man. He is a very cute man. <laughs> he saves you with his newest invention, the Poltergust Gust 3000. It's a backpack vacuum cleaner a la Ghostbusters, and it allows him and eventually you, since he entrusts it to you, to suck up all the ghouls that want your life force. And so I you
1: like go marmar tells stories.
0: Thank you very much. I appreciate that. <laughs>
1: Tell us more ghost stories this month, please. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now of note, this is now this is where things get interesting. Of note, Professor Egad says that he's lived here all of his life. He's been studying ghosts, studying how to capture them. But he mentions that the haunted mansion exists outside of his shack/laboratory slash and it only appeared a couple of days prior. To Luigi. That's arriving. sketch,
2: bro. How do I know that Egad didn't just show up like <laughs> three days prior. Mm,
0: is this some sort of inception thing? Like we need to like <laughs> spin, a th- spin a top and he see He You
2: showed up with the mansion.
0: Mm. So basically from here on out, you need to go from room to room as Luigi with the Poltergust 3000, clearing it out of the, all these ghosts so that lights come back on to the to the place because it's, it's not got any sort of running electricity, it seems, or not in particular rooms, I guess. So every time you clear out the room of ghosts, then it lights back up. You get a key when you take out special portrait ghosts and it allows you to unlock further rooms. Now the, sports, the special portrait ghosts are pretty cool because they're all unique characters, they all have their own unique mechanics. So it's I don't even want to call them gimmicks because they're just pretty cool in the way that they handle each one of them.
2: Yeah, they're not really like Yeah, it's weird. It's not really like a gimmick. It's yeah. it's curious, it's interesting cuz like I feel like a lot of times when you have like a really like fast game, like you need like characters that or bosses that have like gimmicks so you can like attach on real fast. But I feel like the gimmick is just like sucking them up. Yeah. And so anything after that is like, oh
0: it's, it's added, cool. yeah, for sure. So there's stuff like a ghost dog, a ghost little girl, a ghost pair of twin children, possibly a shining reference. There's a ghost bodybuilder. <laughs> I didn't even uh, think about that. Right, exactly. Now basically you're gonna be meeting this whole family of spooks that happened to haunt the mansion. Now, think of it this way, though. They're all ghosts, right? Now, the mansion is fake. It's make-believe. It's a make-believe mansion. It just appeared. But the ghosts are real. So that means that all of these characters were dead. We have a dead dog ghost. We have a dead baby ghost. We have a dead little girl ghost. Dead little children twin ghosts. They're all real ghosts. It's kind of dark.
2: Yeah, I don't know, actually. Like, I never thought about that before.
0: <laughs> kind of scary, right?
2: You just kind of, like, take it. But yeah, I like I like how you mentioned that like family ghosts because that's actually like a lot of like the story building too, like on the inside uh, of like I feel like a lot of GameCube games do this, but hmm. they force you to like like they don't force you to read. They like give you a tool and like to read if you want more story. Sure. So like you could go through this entire game and not scan anything or do any like of like that like gameplay element stuff and just go for it and like figure it out but reading and like going through all the like little secrets like gives you more tidbits and then you don't think about it but like a lot of like the the ghosts that are in the mansion like are related to other people in the mansion and that's Mm -hmm. like how you get keys to different areas so like I feel like if you just like take it for what it is you don't know that but there's other things that are like all related with each other
0: now you see, I think that's one of the things that we didn't do in our playthrough because we all played together in the same room. We were lucky enough to have Sparspar here devote his GameCube and copy of Luigi's Mansion to us for an evening. Devoted. <laughs> and uh, during that time, we uh, when we were playing through, we didn't really go into the gallery and see like the info on the portrait because mm-hmm. that's where the info is found, right? Well,
2: no, actually, the info is found like when you guys were like looking at like the books and stuff. So how you found oh, out some sure. of like the like the journals or diaries or stuff like that. Uh, I don't know if you noticed but like some of the ghosts like were related to like like another ghost so like there was a mother and a son and then like you take out the mother and you get the key to the son and like different things like that so uh, you like you kind of like learn who all these ghosts are and like Mm. how they're related to each other Mm -hmm. and like ghosts that live in rooms next to each other Mm. so it's really you know. Like even the like the butler and the. That's and what the, I was going to yeah. bring up. That was the one of like the stuck stuff. to
0: me. Yeah, the butler and the and the, the pianist. I guess she is, yeah. I guess she wouldn't be like the mother character, right? Because there was someone else. When was- I was
2: talking about the mother character, I was referring to the, so the Miss Petunia lady that's taking the shower. Oh yeah. Is the neighbor the of the granny who is the the granny of the twins. So wow. it was like a oh, Luigi's apartment complex. It pre- <laughs> like pretty much, but then like you take out Miss Petunia and she has a key to. I'm assuming her son, which is the billiard uh, oh. player. So yeah, it's like it's all like, and it, this is within like two floors, like
0: yeah. and all this crazy stuff. That's interesting. That's something that I didn't think about for sure. Well, yeah, we've only even... played once, so <laughs> that's. Why. I guess so. Yeah, we've played another... fifty plus. That's no, yeah. We only need <laughs> a couple more playthroughs, I guess. We'll yeah. have to we'll have to hang out some time. Um, but basically, so you're trying to find your brother Mario, of course. You're going to find some items of his lying around the mansion that you are going to bring to a friendly ghost. Probably the only one that will really talk to you and not just like outright spooky and trying to steal your life. Her name was, was it Madeline? Well, let's be honest
1: here. They're, you're the one that's antagoni- antagonizing them. They don't appro- They don't even attack you. They don't know you're there until you spook them with your flashlight and then try to vacuum them up. So
2: They do kind of taunt you, though, if you scan them. Oh, some of them are like you'll never get me, and you scan them, and they're <laughs> like, "I'll find out your weakness." <laughs> so
0: that was easy. Uh, yeah, I guess that's kind of true, though. See, that's the thing because this is where the story starts to get kind of weird and conspiracy theory esque to me. So you were brought there, right? Yes, you and won, like a.
1: Thing. We were
0: brought there. We learned we we learned that you were brought there supposedly by King Boo, right? King Boo is the main antagonist in this game. Later on, somewhere about halfway he's through like the game, he's
1: like a boo, but he's angrier and he has a crown.
0: Right. Yeah, he's angry, has a crown, has purple eyes. Although maybe the original boos have purple eyes too. I don't know. Either way, at one point in the game, you free fifty boos plus King Boo, and they are they're like trapped inside of one of the rooms, and they act as That's like collectibles through the game. Huh?
2: That's the weirdest moment when you yeah. find the button behind Batman. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I always thought about that. The button behind <laughs> Batman.
0: So one of those boos, King Boo, right? Now, he trapped Mario in a painting, supposedly. He's the one that brought you there to the mansion. But when you find King Boo, he's trapped with a bunch of other Boos. So how did he get you to the mansion and trap Mario when he himself was trapped?
1: Maybe it was a surprise party, and they all just came out. It
0: and... <laughs> was a surprise party. Yeah, because
1: Egad
2: doesn't really, like, mention that. Uh, he just says that's where they were hiding. I think they were just hiding.
1: Yeah, there was, it's like a surprise party. They're all congregated, and then we're just waiting for the moment, and then it's like, haha. Good luck finding this.
0: You think that's what it was?
2: Yeah, so, because I- there wouldn't really be anything else unless, like, other theories that I don't know about. But I'm thinking, like, Mario's already trapped. Egad's there, but Egad never says he, like, locked them up. And then he just says, oh, like, that's where they were hiding. Because when we meet Egad he's trying to do the same thing that Luigi's doing and then realizes that he's old and lazy and he wants Luigi to go and do it.
0: Now, is he doing what Luigi's doing or is he giving you the impression that he's doing what Luigi's doing? Well,
2: yeah, he's a villain. We all know he's a villain because of Super Mario Sunshine. I'm not kidding. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but think about it, though. He's the one that has this portraitification machine that turns special ghosts into portraits, right? Yeah. That means that he could have also put Mario in a portrait
2: this is like way like just saying the listeners aren't ready for this (laughs) you know what
1: i think what happened is that he is the one who sent luigi to go to help exterminate all of these ghosts and so he used mario to Mm. lure him in without him you know without him realizing you know hey i'm gonna have to save mario but he turned Mm. him into a photo or a a, you know a a portrait and then i guess i don't know because how did king boo turn mario into a portrait
0: that's what we I'm saying. Know. It must have been Egab, right? It must have been he must They're be, in I cahoots like I like your, your And theory. you brought
2: up Madame Clairvoyant, and she knows she's from a portrait. Right? She mentions that she's ready to return to her portrait. Right. So
1: there's some sketchy stuff Yeah, going on. Professor Iguod has some, like, he's in cahoots with these uh, ghosts.
0: I think so. I like the idea of him being, like, this kind of gray area sort of character where he used Mario to draw Luigi there, to, but then couldn't he just use Mario to?
2: I wonder if he had, like, alternate intentions because, like, he is kind of, like, the eccentric character, like, in the GameCube era that, yeah. like, just kind of, like, goes along with everything because he's in, like, the Mario Party games. He's in Sunshine, like, mm-hmm. only mentioned and stuff like that. Uh but like as far as like his intentions, I don't know if like he had those portraits beforehand, if Boo if King Boo had gone and like stole all the portraits and like made the mansion and he's going, like, what the heck's going on? If he called the Mario to like investigate, you know, those things that they never really explained. They just had to like yeah. throw it in, like come up with some kind of story, but there's some sketchy, weird, like conspiracy stuff for sure.
0: Exactly, right? Exactly. All right. So let's go back to the booze. Basically, when it comes down to it, the booze, are irrelevant to the story. They have like no impact. They're collectible items.
2: They're they- they're they're in a mansion. That's how it's always been.
0: Yeah. I and, guess. And, yeah. and 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 Super Mario, a haunted, yeah, haunted oh.
2: mansion. That's where they first. Uh, well,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> You know the theme song and yeah. the booze and stuff. Yeah. In yeah. The mansion. <laughs> 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 yeah. With the drive-by booze. <laughs> drive-by
0: booze. I love you and I miss you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I heard a theory though that the more booze that you capture, because they're technically irrelevant to the story, but they do have like a little checkpoint thing where you have to capture a certain amount of booze before you can go into the next room or something, right? The most fun
1: yeah. part of the game, yeah,
0: the, yeah. yeah, exactly. There's so there's a few
2: checkpoints. There's even one that I don't think you guys saw, but we'll we
0: didn't see it. any of the checkpoints because Alex was a boss at capturing all these ghosts. Checkpoints? Yeah, like where you,
2: <laughs> checkpoints, checkpoint, yeah, uh,
0: where you have to have a certain amount of booze. Oh. Yeah.
2: Where where does that block you off? You the just... first the first one is when they you first release them. You can't continue. You can't get in that bathroom area where Toad is until you get those booze. The second... What happens? What do you mean what happens? Like is there like an invisible wall that prevents you? Or no, no, like no. You just can't access that room or else Toad keeps saying, I'm too scared there's booze. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah,
1: well, we did encounter it once at least. Yeah. Yeah. But the oh, second okay. checkpoint
2: right. is actually when you're about to fight Lossus. They're Hmm. similar to how you guys got sent back from King Boo towards the end of the game because you hadn't uh, completed all the the portrait ghosts yet. There's one of those for the like the balcony area. Oh, and there's just a regular boo. And he's like, what are you doing here? And he like sends Luigi back. So like you missed that checkpoint because you got all the boos. You had to have like a certain like quota before you could move on.
0: Okay. All right. I get that. That's a pretty cool point as well, though, that you mentioned, because one thing that we encountered was is that you, don't, you do find out that basically in the basement, this is where King Boo is. There's a door that's kind of locked behind a whole bunch of magic something or other. And when you go up to it, King Boo appears and he's like, hey, what are you doing down here? Get out of here. And he just like spooks you into the start of the, the entire foyer, mansion, I like right into yeah. the foyer. Yeah. Just like, bah! and you go flying through the hallway and then suddenly find yourself in the uh, foyer. Yeah. It's like, whoa, dang. They just blow you well, back.
2: That's what he says. Yeah. They'll blow you back to the yeah. to where you belong or with something like that.
0: Pretty cool sequence. I like that. I like that a lot. So another thing that I heard though, there, though, is, of course, there are 50 boos that you can capture. I heard that the, weaker, the more boos that you capture in the course of the game, the weaker King Boo is in the end of the game. Can you confirm that?
2: I don't know. <gasps> I don't think so. I don't think that's like a thing, okay? Because you can't really like tell his like his health.
0: <laughs> I mean, in the final battle against King Boo, when you start to suck him up, he has what five hundred. Yeah, give or take or that
2: he's b- more powerful than all the other Boos, even the sure. stronger ones at three hundred. Sure, so. sure.
0: So my guess is the the only way that we could test this is what's the what's the minimum amount of Boos to pass into the final battle that you need? Do you know?
2: I think like 40 or 45.
0: I think it's supposed to be 40 from what I heard, but I didn't want to double check. Okay. So you could go in with only 40 booze and see what King Boo's health is then because we know it's 500 when it's 50 out of 50 booze, right?
2: Oh, I see what you're getting at now. Right? All right. Mm-hmm. So
0: we, we're not totally sure. Possibly, maybe, not 100%. That's okay. But speaking of the end of the game, basically that's all that's left to the story here. You're just going through the through the places getting all these special ghosts and those booze. After you clear all of the rooms out, once you restore the electricity, once there's a post like post lightning strike, you restore the electricity throughout the mansion. You can reach the altar room in the basement, and there you find King Boo with Mario trapped inside of a portrait. Now he decides at this point, King Boo, that he is going to complete his set of Mario Brothers portraits, and he sucks you into one along with himself. However, he is not just a mere King Boo. This is literally
2: the coolest part of the game. It's pretty, dangled. and we're gonna spoil it for you. Yeah, I wasn't spoiled the,
1: this uh, at like, all. Like
2: I, like personally, as like the biggest Luigi's Mansion fan, like I feel bad for
1: spoiling this. Yeah, just don't just tune out right now until like the top of the. <laughs> like hour. if you want to get
2: the organic experience, like this this moment, like you should have played the... it last week. But also, like just <laughs> yeah. tune out until the top of the, the hour. way and we'll the be... way this moment makes you feel about this funnel yeah. boss like yeah. ch- like blows your mind <laughs> yeah like every person i've seen play this g- like you're not allowed to be my friend unless you play you, this game man. and every time i watch somebody play it they're
1: like <gasps> yeah. they just like <laughs> lose their minds yeah this is something you do not expect to happen in a mario game
0: uh, so what happens is is the portrait becomes the visage of a dead Bowser. It's not. I don't even know if it's dead. I mean, he's he was defeated by Mario. uh, Yeah, but he's defeated
2: Mario by in like every game.
0: I think he's dead, and King Boo resurrected Bowser's body, and it possesses. And they make a point
1: of that in the game, saying like, "Oh, didn't Mario get rid of Bowser?" That's probably just a way to make it spooky. But pretty spooky.
0: I don't know. And his
1: head pops off, like. So essentially, what happens is that you have King Boo piloting Bowser. So it's not really Bowser; it's King Boo. Acting as Bowser, and you see like about Men that, in Black. Yeah, like... you see Men in Black with like the guy that's the alien that's piloting a human. Yeah, kind of right. like that. He's not sure just possession. how to operate him, <laughs> and like when you hit his head, his, his head falls off, or rather, like hovers in the air, and King Boo comes out, and then he has to screw his head back on. It is, it is just more, some of the craziest stuff.
0: It's pretty sweet, but it's that sweet.
2: entrance though, yeah okay. is... I will it's story time. Every every time we used to play this game. uh and I, I, I should say, the first time that I played this game, I was too little. My dad was the one playing it. So we're in the living room, like, all getting into this, right? And that whole twist of, like, and we'll probably listen to the music when it gets to that point. But the whole setup of that game, from the moment you unlock that final room and you walk into the layer, they're like, oh, crap, we're, we're here. Yeah. <laughs> and you can loot that room, too. I don't know if you knew that, but you can mm-hmm. loot that room. And there's more money in that room anyways walking into that room listening to what he has to say and that whole transition of the entire screen rotating turning upside down and the transition into bowser is the like i remember that being like nightmare fuel for me (laughs) but i was into it i was like this is the sexiest game i've ever seen in my life like this is the greatest (laughs) thing ever oh ouija Uh, (laughs) king boo oh oh king boo So,
0: in the end, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. In the end, you do suck up King Boo, and with E.G.A.D.'s help, you are able to restore Mario to his original body. And Luigi, this is one of my favorite character development moments. Luigi stares at his brother, who has just, like, become a real body once again with a portrait-like frame hanging around his neck mario's eyes are just like spinning around in circles he's like "Mamma mia and luigi is just staring there at at mario and he's just laughing hysterically and tears are coming to his out of his eyes it's just like he's so glad that he was able to survive the night he was so glad that he was able to rescue mario for the first time ever it's just oh it's such a good feeling
2: it's yeah it's fantastic it's unmatched not yeah. to mention you see him going through the deep portrait
0: Yes. Case, yeah, think, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Which is just scenario. literally reversing what you've been seeing with all <laughs> the, the other And the song blocks. and
2: everything. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right.
0: Yes, this is true.
1: It's very satisfying.
0: And so there we are. The mansion then finally disappears. EGAD takes whatever money that you found throughout the mansion, which in the course of our game was something like $50 million, I think. Yeah. Which is pretty, pretty nuts. And apparently the money was real. Uh, It wasn't fake. So, like the mansion itself, the money was real. So were the ghosts. And EGADs constructs you a real mansion to live in. And depending on how well you did throughout the game, how much money you were able to accumulate, you are given a rank and the mansion itself becomes more and more extravagant, more and more gigantic, depending on how well you did. Now, our rank was D, which is pretty dang low. That's what the D stands for. D for dang low. I think the lowest grade was like H,
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. And it's, I'm pretty sure it's just a a shack. It's just a shack, yeah. (laughs) That's great. Hell no. You know, and that's something I know it's another game, but Wario World has a similar mechanic. Hmm. Wario World is very much on that, like Mario, something about Wario World kind of mirrors Luigi's Mansion, but in its own unique way, but it's similar in that way.
1: Well, Wario Wario games have always been about collecting money because Wario is money hungry.
0: So true. Yeah.
2: He's the treasurer in the Mario games,
0: the treasurer. (laughs) i guess you could say that yes (laughs) and so there is the end of the story do we have anything else we want to add into it because i think it's about goodness yeah our our
1: our playthrough was kind of skewed because the very last boo i got the uh gem um it uh despawned or rather it spawned outside of the boundary yeah and i lost on the first time that i was going against bowser and uh yeah. And so I ended up not getting that gem, which is, you know, the one you get for getting all 50 boots. That's probably, yeah, like, right one loop. letter grid. Yeah. <laughs> probably. Oh, really? Yeah, I did probably. get hit a lot. When you get hit, you can hardly get your coins you gotta, back. Yeah. you despawned in, like, five seconds, I think.
2: Yeah. That's true. I don't know. I just like how this game, even today, like, still spooks me out. Uh
1: it just for being yeah especially being a mario game too yeah
2: and it just carries i think that's what's so weird about gamecube games is they have like this weird element that's like enough to be like kind of spooky and like Mm. weird uh and i love how this game carries it out all the way to the end and then just like slam dunks with the final boss yeah i agree like this like that ending sort of like 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 killing
1: luigi and turning him into well that which they did in the smash brothers trailer but
2: that's true
0: yeah yeah, they did kill luigi (laughs) just yeah,
2: <laughs> it was huge. Like phenomenal ending. Yeah, They're like yeah. bigger than life endings. Uh, for most, like of the Nintendo GameCube like era games, have like bigger than life endings where you're just like, what the heck is going on? Yeah. This is crazy, for sure. So I like that
0: they were willing to experiment with the GameCube era. I think thinking about some of the games, Majora's wait wait no Majora's Mask was N sixty four. But yeah. Um, yeah, there were some pretty experimental ones, and I, I was happy for and... that.
2: Yeah, and it kind of makes me sad and it's kind of unfortunate because I feel like a lot of the games that Nintendo does now feel kind of cookie, cookie cutter. cutter. Exactly. Ooh. And that's not to say that they're not good games. Sure. They just don't they're very unique. expected. They're, yeah. yeah. They're just like fan service Predictable. kind of. Yeah. Okay. Like with like Super like it kind of like makes me not interested like I loved the, the Super Mario Galaxy games, both of them. And I felt like when they went to Super Mario 3D World, yeah. I just wasn't like entertaining anymore. I felt like they became like kind of like...
1: There's nothing to really make you go like, oh, that's an interesting concept. There's yeah. no innovation in the Mario games anymore, it seems.
0: Let's talk about that because I'm not totally sold on that. I, ha- I might have some differing points. So let's let's go back to some music. Let's support some of the wonderful story that we just discussed. Wonderful and short, but wonderful story. Let's listen to some music, uh, again, from Totaka and Shinobu Tanaka. So we're going to listen to Floating, where Linda's next. Again, you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. My name is Marmar the Midboss. You're joined by Alex and Spar Spar as well. We're discussing Luigi's Mansion here on Lag Radio. Thank you so much for listening. Catch you in a bit. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. This is Marmar in the midboss here with Alex and Sparspar. We are Lag Radio, and we are talking Luigi's Mansion. Now, we have discussed the history and development of the game. We've discussed the story. We've discussed the soundtrack. Been playing a bunch of tracks off of the soundtrack as well. Some really great ones from Kazumi Totaka and Shinobu Tanaka. Most recently, we listened to Caught Portrait Ghosts Overview. Before that one was the Chauncey battle. Chauncey being the first special ghost you fight against, kind of, well, the boss one. They're like is. area ghosts. Like, yeah, they're like area ghosts. That's true. It's pretty yeah. much
2: the area ghosts.
0: Because <laughs> you take care of them, and you're done with the area. So Chauncey was a uh, baby ghost. Before that one, we listened to Catching Ghosts. Before that one was Portrificationizing the Portrait Ghosts. Actually, there's even a typo in there. It might be, it might be from the original soundtracks. Typo. It might be my own. I don't know. But it says portrait ghosts, not portrait. Yeah, huh. it's probably portrait. <laughs> uh, and then uh, we listen to Mansion, but we listened to the Luigi humming medium health version. So interestingly, <laughs> this is something we did not talk about, is that the theme changes sometimes depending on the state of Luigi and his health. So you heard there a version of the Mansion theme with Luigi humming in the background and it was kind of wavering in some bits like, hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how he's like mm-hmm. yeah. Like it's very special and if you the lower your health that you have the more it changes. He's less just like straight. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Like he's upbeat and happy and well, not happy I guess. It's it's
2: kind of like eccentric when he's normal so he's like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then when he's, like, literally, like, so close to death, he's, like, <laughs> The voice crack. <laughs> it's so
0: good. He's pretty spooked. He's been in a bad place. Yeah, he's seen some things at that point. So, <laughs> yes, we uh, we listened to the mansion, but the medium health version. And uh, all the way at the top of the set was Floating lindas. Floating were lindas. Okay, sound. so we have one last section, but I don't quite want to get to it yet. I want to have a little more of a discussion with these guys about one of the claims that was made, which was... Cookie cutter. We're talking about Nintendo. Now, this is interesting to me because of one reason um, being that I am not a big Nintendo proponent. I've not traditionally been a big Nintendo fan. I've been more of a Sony for a long time. I've had uh, all of the systems for a number of my years. But when it comes to the games, Nintendo does tend to feel very cookie cutter to me. However, current Nintendo, thinking about some of their AAA titles, I wanted to touch on first off Breath of the Wild. Is that a cookie cutter Zelda game? No. No. Super Mario Odyssey is that a cookie cutter cookie cutter like cookie cutter Mario game. It's not a cookie no. cookie
1: cookie cutter, but it's I mean it's a typical it's like a throwback to Mario 64. It is Mario.
0: it is a throwback to Super Mario 64, but the whole I think it's a
1: whole lot more fun than new Super Mario Brothers. New Super Mario Brothers cookie cutter. I shouldn't say heck. like all of Nintendo is cookie cutter,
2: but I should say like half of their games started to feel like cookie cutter especially through the Wii U portion of their like I would say
1: more recently I agree with Sparty that like more recently Nintendo has felt more like I feel like I could get the game and it'll be like oh that's a fun game but there's nothing that really like is innovative nothing that's innovating and and become like really interesting about it or unique about like that installment
2: one of my biggest things going for that is the new Luigi's Mansion 3 trailer looks exactly like it's being ported from Dark Moon
1: uh, hmm. and, and this is all just like just the very first footage we've seen so we can't yeah. really we can't give an opinion, absolutely but, but from the outlook it like yeah they have the the same like polter what was this, the dog Pol- name polter yeah the, the same pup. dog they yeah. have the same they have like one of the same
2: models in the game like I was looking I was like a lot of the I was in dark moon. <laughs> look like yeah dark moon ghosts hmm. and yeah so which it's, is weird that they're like going with this aesthetic but they introduce such a heavy like you play this game and it has a mood to it. Yeah. Like you walk away going like, man, that was a moody game. Like, sure. It doesn't. <laughs> it, it hits you like no game that you've played. Well, before. because you're
1: because you know what you're getting with Mario, and then when you play that game, it's like, oh, this isn't what I was expecting. This isn't a Mario game. Yeah. So. This is a lot scarier than a Mario game has been. Like you go to haunted mansions and like I guess Boo's Mansion and Mario sixty four was pretty spooky. But yeah. still, that's, like, it's the tonal shift of just how different, like, the cheery, like, happy music of Mario, and then you play Luigi's Mansion, and it's, like, this is a lot darker than, than like, a typical Mario game. Feels like your late-night kind of, Network
2: special. Yeah, it's, like, they <laughs> kind of
1: shied away from that again, and now they're kind of going back to, like, Mario as Mickey Mouse games. Yeah, I feel like it's way more kitted up.
2: Like, it feels more like, a, like, not that it's never been, because I feel like a lot of the, like, Nintendo franchise focuses in on teens and, like, you know, young adults and then those, like, parents that choose to, like, bring that upon their children. Uh, hence, <laughs> it's like like a disease yeah, or I something. Don't, yeah. <laughs> like, hence how I came into it. So it's, like, I feel like usually those games are like that, and I feel like recently, like, with, like, the 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 Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker and, like, the Super Mario 3D World games and like the new Super Mario games. It's just like it starts to feel kind of like that with the like I know Fire Emblem is kind of like going on. I think they just feel the rhythm because it's the same like developers. They just kind of go for it. But there's no. like. I think it's just being safe. Honestly. Yeah. There's no it's meat like, to it.
1: They don't. They, maybe they're too scared because of how bad the Wii U did. That they're like, we don't want to take any more chances anymore. We're just going to do what we know sells. But then that's also going to make people not really. That's what
2: makes the N64 and the GameCube yeah, so like. because they were more like experimental. Cult, with like, of... Yeah, like such a cult following. Like people love those games because they were weird. Sure. Like everybody I talked to about the GameCube goes like, those games were weird, but they were good. Like right. Sunshine does not feel like a Mario title to me it feels so bizarre putting it next to like galaxy and super mario 64
0: sure okay so so let's talk about specific examples again cuz you mentioned new super mario brothers which i'm not going to consider an entry as the triple a super mario like the the mario series yeah, i consider yeah. that as a spin-off offshoot because it's where the transition was between the old-school Mario games and Super Mario 64, that was the hard cutoff of, this is going to be Mario going forward. We're not going to be doing the platformer, side-scrolling sort of thing anymore as much. We're going to be funneling our efforts into the the 3D environment platformer that you're going to follow Mario behind as a third-person camera sort of deal. Yeah. And that continued through Sunshine, like we've talked about. That continued on through Galaxy, like we talked about. And so I don't think New Super Mario Brothers is one that we can consider as, like, of course it's dialed in because it's just a port of a port. Like we were talking about this outside in the in the parking lot a little bit. The one that's for the Switch, right? There's a new Super Mario Brothers for the Switch coming mm-hmm. uh, out, which It's is,
1: just a remake of It's a remake yeah. of the
0: one for the Wii U, which was a remake of the one for the Wii. It's Well, it's basically. that's not a
1: remake. It's a it was a sequel. But this is a pretty mm-hmm. much a port. Like it's Yeah, it was a sequel. Yeah. Because they introduced new things in the in the Wii U version. But this one is just like Mar- it's just a you port. know, the deluxe which is just the same right. game. Yeah, right. I never played the Wii U one, so I think I might get it just because you know if it. Well, I guess if it goes on sale because it includes uh, new Super Mario, new Super Luigi U, which is like a harder one. So it's like you know you're getting a better value, but (sighs) it's still like uh, when I got New Super Mario Brothers two for 3ds, I got it because it was on sale, and I'm like, okay, it's like a just you run through the game. There's nothing really that's like challenging or makes you you know excited to or here's another one that I don't know if you're
2: gonna consider this a spin-off but it's for me it's a good example because I've played everyone um Mario Party one through eight which is going from n64 to Wii so three being on n64 uh three of the titles yeah one two three. being on one two three four five six seven being on uh GameCube. the GameCube, GameCube and eight being the uh First Wii, First Wii one, which was game good. on there. All of those feel so unique to me. When I play 9 and 10 and even the way that's, uh, that Super. Super Mario Party looks, they feel very cookie cutter.
0: Hmm.
2: And that is the most recent. And the reason I say that is because all the Mario Party games were really like story driven. Yeah. They had like story modes. Yeah, they they were... had different characters like presenting the reason for why all the characters were brought together to play this game. And I feel like all the re- like recent Mario parties have just been like random reasons for like here's another. A Mario lot of party that game. has to do with the developer. The developer <clears throat> yeah, of the first games
1: doing. were great because it was Hudson, and now Hudson doesn't yeah. exist. Now it's I think it's ND Cube. Um, yeah, they've done uh, eight not, or nine, ten, and uh, this new one I think. Um, yeah, but they they they, what, they were a little better on this one. I didn't play the Wii U or the uh, uh, eight or nine. Or nine or oh, ten? Oh, ten was the only one on the Wii U. Okay, ten was uh, so nine was. Nine And uh, I think nine was worse than. Ten, but... I think I played hmm. nine or or yeah, I played nine once, and I was like, nope, I don't like that. You're not fighting against your like your. Friends. Yeah, aside from like just like <laughs> game
2: component, like and just like the mechanic of like how you carry out the party, like the games. Weren't it that just fun? like it feels, and I hate saying this, and I don't like mean it as harshly as it sounds, but it feels <laughs> cheap. Like, I feel like a lo- like they use a lot of the same sounds and the same menus, and it just yeah. feels really, like, sleek when you beat the game and stuff. And I'm like,
1: where's the, like, epic music? It like feels that like was- they're trying to just get your money and with the name Mario Party. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, and I've been feeling that way with the Nintendo stuff a lot, but, not, you know, there's still some good stuff they innovate with. Like, it, I-, I was yeah. hoping for a new, like paradigm shift once uh breath of the wild came out and it was like okay now they're going to be experimenting more like with <laughs> zelda they went right back to the original like just do whatever you want and find your own way we're not going to tell you what to do and i'm like okay maybe they'll do that with the other with the other games as well um but you
2: know seeing what i've played from odyssey i don't have a switch but what i have played from odyssey it does really feel like that and it feels like Organic and like, and they introduce really... a new
1: mechanic, which is yeah. that you
2: can like be other characters. So kind of yeah. Kirby the game, pretty major.
1: which is pretty cool.
2: Yeah, um, and that's what makes me hopeful for like, of course, the Metroid Prime trilogy is like. Yeah, I feel like for their big titles, they know they can't be cookie cutter. They know they have to do something big, or people are going to be bored. Yeah, I, that's true. And I feel like but for those titles that are those spin-offs like the like the new Super Mario Bros or like the you know the little ones Mario like Kart. Dark Moon, Luigi's Mansion, all that stuff, they can be cookie cutter and just tell the developer keep making games cuz people play them.
0: See, that's interesting because it seems so so counter to what we were just talking about because we were saying about how Super Mario Galaxy 1 and 2 are more cookie cutter than Odyssey. Would you agree? Yes. But that was during an era when we didn't have the Wii U. That was the Wii, right?
2: That was the starting point for me because Super Mario Galaxy 2 came out at the end of the Wii's lifeline or lifetime. Okay. Like like Super Mario Galaxy 2, Mario Party 9, like all those games were starting to come out at the end of that time. Right. And I feel like they were trying to exhaust that lifetime for the Wii and then they were probably just trying to give themselves time for the Wii U. And then when the Wii U came out, that's why it was kind of weird because now I look back at the Wii U going like, what games do I like? I like five <laughs> games that I really like played on this sure. console, just because they were the exclusive titles, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh my god, and you Super Smash Brothers. What happened to Super Smash Brothers Four? You just called it Four Wii U and Three S, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That's the kind of stuff where I'm going like, uh, like the uniqueness port- isn't there. Where are you do? Where are you going with this? Sure,
0: like, uh, I would agree that they dialed it in for for a number of games. I, I would be the first one to to point that out for sure. But it just seems that because you mentioned that with their flagship games now that they can't be cookie cookie cutter and they have to push the boundary. But we were also saying because of the Wii U, they need to be cookie cutter because it was such an unsafe. Like they lost, they didn't do well with the Wii U. It was it was not a successful. Well, console. I didn't
2: completely agree with that because I know that okay. I know that Alex was saying kind of like where they were going with that. But I don't think necessarily they have to be cookie cutter. I think it's just like a safety zone. Like, I agree with that. Like, it's a safe zone for them to go like, okay, we're just going to make these games because people really like them. There's Yeah, fans I kind of feel there. that way with
1: Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, Pokemon's yeah. just been like, they're just not really, I don't know. They haven't been really interesting for me. And I don't know why that is. And they're kind of with the Let's Go, now they're kind of doing something different with it so I'm kind of interested in that even though it's going to be a lot simpler and more dumbed down yeah it's going to be different and you know more experimental and stuff but they do have those one series like yeah they just pick and choose I guess like I think about even like the
2: Kirby like franchise too like there was a few when they were like that one was was pretty safe yeah like like I I mm. enjoyed
1: it because it was the first HD Kirby but it was just like like the return to dreamland
2: or whatever that one felt like they were like trying to play it safe the epic yarn stuff is cool but now they're what? They're porting it on the 3DS. Exactly. Same for Yoshi. The oh, yeah. Yoshi Woolly World. World. They're going like the next step and making it like a Switch title, right? Or, yeah. yeah. They have to
1: do a new one for that, yeah. Yeah. I'm interested so, in that because. Yeah. But it still looks like it's gonna, just going to be like just going through the motions. I think that's the thing that <laughs> I'm, like a lot of Nintendo games, not all of them, but a lot of Nintendo games more recently have been just going through the motions and, you know, yeah. I feel
2: I feel like the biggest like indicator of that is when you're watching the directs. And you're, like, going, like, you go from something like the new Star Fox that everyone's waiting for and they see the trailer. And then right after they drop, like, a big tease, like, something like Metro Prime 4 and everyone freaks out, they followed up with Wooly World. Oh, here's this. And yeah. people are, like, okay, on to the more, like, <laughs> epic, <Yeah. laughs> like, just big filler. title games. It's, yeah. like, it feels like yeah, that is, like, a perfect – it feels like filler. Mm. But, like, it's healthy filler. And but that's why I said, like, when I say cheap, like, I don't mean that it's, like – bad and i don't want it to mean like that even though cheap sounds like bad they're just safe yeah. they're not like special games that progress like or like push the boundaries they're just safe fun titles and sure. i think that a lot of the time when i think about nintendo and like what people talk about it like a lot of the time they're just like they're just fun titles okay. there's nothing like exemplary about them or i don't yeah. even know if that's like a word or whatever but sure like there's nothing like spectacular about them, but they're just safe, fun games. Okay. And whether you enjoy that or not, like it's just like I won't go out of my way to get those kinds of titles, but I know a lot of people are dedicated to them. People liked Luigi's Mansions, or Luigi Mansion Dark Moon, and people are going to go for Luigi's Mansion Three because they like that. Sure. And sure. I'm like all for it, but I'm just kind of like. Oh, like there's so much potential, but
1: there's still like, it seems like that's the common thing with all the people who see Luigi's of Mansion three that were fans of the first one is that it just, it completely loses a lot of its like creepiness, it's darkness, it's kind of dustiness. It just looks too clean and the lighting just is off. It's not dark and, and gloomy. So I've been seeing that a lot with uh, huge fans of Luigi's Mansion and just how different, like, Dark Moon kind of disappointed them with the whole mission system. I haven't played that, so I don't have much of a...
2: Yeah, I played uh, about halfway through, and I was, like, getting tired of it. I know a lot of people liked it. My brother enjoyed it. Um, And there are moments in that game. Like, it's not, like, completely lackluster or, like, anything like that. But, like, it took away from the heart that I feel, like, about a title, like, the first luigi's mansion mm-hmm. which kind of sucks because it makes you sound like oh the original better that kind of like pretentious but it's different yeah and yeah. and you gotta get like also give it thought that dark moon came many years after luigi's mansion a lot and they had to kind of like rethink the system to go to the 3ds as like okay like they kind of gotta like make it new again but for me it like lose or it lost hit it's like uh it's potential to, like, do something even, like, yeah weirder to go even further and, with like, that. top it. Like, the way that we're talking about the storyline, like, and, like, the conspiracies and stuff. Sure. Like, that could have gone in so many weird directions, but they chose, okay, EGAD's just gonna tell Luigi to go to these mansions and clear out these mansions and, like, do these different things. And it just becomes mission-based and... It's not like it there there's not like a like an incentive.
0: <laughs> Formulaic. That's a thing for yeah, yeah. a lot of a lot of the games these days though. I look at the new Assassin's Creed game that just came out. Assassin's oh Odyssey. my god.
2: they all the Assassin Creeds are so cookie cutter. They and are. That's like that's exactly that whole and thing.
0: Without spoiling too much about that series, the first three, maybe four main flagship title games were about a guy in the modern world, or I guess futuristic world, and then after that, he was just... I think he's gone. Like, they finished his saga, and since then, it's just been, let's do this same thing in a different setting throughout time and history and and place. And it's it's a formula that has worked because they sell so well. They tend to, at least... And this is true for the Call of Duty games. That's this what this I was is what sells for the it's, Battlefield games. For the you got it, yeah. For The Battlefront. <laughs> games. So we want the Battlefront games. <laughs> oh God. Sad, sad. That's uh, another uh, episode, though. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's a it's an ongoing issue with gaming porting and doing stuff that's safe, stuff that sells, and also being able to fund innovation and being able to fund these new mechanics and new ideas that really make you think more about gaming, not just as a different a different way to consume media, but like as an art form, we talked about shadow of the Colossus where, where Spar Spar was on earlier, uh, a number of years or years, number of weeks back. Uh, that game is, is art and, and is argued as such in a lot of different, in a lot of different circles. So we need more of those games and in order to fund them, maybe we need this necessary filler, right? And so that money can be made. But
2: Yeah, that's a good, that's yeah. a good point. And I was going to say even like, Recently, and that's it, it. It goes on to like not everything is like this filler, like safe zone. I like when Nintendo takes risks, and I feel like whether you hate them or you love them, the Raving Rabbits collab with mm. uh, the oh Mario. my goodness with Ubisoft and Nintendo yeah, yeah. coming together that's weird. That was weird, and it's cool.
0: That was really like
2: neat. they took a risk, and people like love this new title. Sure, even though it's like not the same aesthetics yeah but they managed to pull it off and i'm like this feels right
0: <laughs> good for them doing that
2: it feels interesting and i'm like all for it that's why i'm like sure i think that's why i still back up nintendo even though i'm like
0: mm,
2: like i wish there was a little bit more to these games i still love it nice sure. and, and i'll still i'll still pull out my wallet and <laughs> do all that lovely stuff so.
0: now you know what i love i love this soundtrack so let's listen to some more of the soundtrack. We have discussed <laughs> Nintendo a plenty this evening. We will continue to discuss them, I'm sure, in future episodes. For now, though, let's listen to Right Clockwork. We're going to jump into the King Boo battle and then go into the credit song before listening to some really sweet brand-new chiptune music. Thank you so much for listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. My name is Marmar the Midboss. I'm joined by Alex and Spar Spar. We are Lag Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome (laughs) back to Lag Radio here with me, Marmar the Bid Boss, joined by Alex and Spar Spar. We just got done listening to one very interesting version of the Luigi's Mansion theme, most certainly not found in the original soundtrack, I will tell you that. What? Yeah, for real. This was Pegboard Nerds with their version of Luigi's Mansion came out. Dubstep
2: didn't even exist when Luigi's Mansion came out. Far from
0: it. What was 2001? It was just like like Crystal techno <laughs> and trance right 2001 yeah
1: era. Uh, i don't know what was popular at the time i wasn't really everyone coherence. was calling like trance and house and everything techno at that time anyway so yeah, that's true yeah i mean was that, like, was, like, that was like, like Deaf punk and
2: like early Deaf punk discovery stuff. yeah
0: probably yeah, yeah it's probably around that era before that one we listened to some actual songs off of the soundtrack We listened to the staff credits that came after king boo battle of course after you beat king boo in the final fight you get the credits so we listened to that And uh, before that one, was right clockwork. So we've discussed quite a few things this evening. We've talked about the history and development. We've talked about the soundtrack. We've talked about the story. Crazy conspiracy theories around Professor E. Gads. We've also discussed Nintendo as a whole and some of their business practices currently, how they're developing games. So let's talk about the gameplay of Luigi's Mansion. Let's go back to the original intention. So we talk about from room to room, you use your flashlight, you surprise a ghost into being frozen with fear by spooking it with your own flashlight. So you're spooking the spooks, basically. <laughs> That's how you're taking care of them, right? And then you're sucking them up with the Poltergust 3000, right? There are baby ghosts that are sometimes like punchy dudes. There's sometimes the grabby dudes. But those are just like the, your whatever ghosts. They have, I think they
2: have names too. Yeah, I'm sure they would. Like I I, like the one that I know for sure is, uh, is the Purple Puncher, which okay. is the pink looking one. Okay. But All it's right. like I know they have like other name. Like I forget what the yellow ghost is called. but
0: Sure. Besides that, though, it's basically like just a boss rush. Like, if we boiled it down, right? Each one of the specials Portrait Ghosts are a boss, in a sense. And it is like a boss rush. Oh, yeah.
1: the, the the Portrait Ghosts, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's a boss rush, though. I think it's probably like a puzzle,
0: kind of a puzzle game. Well, yeah, I'm not saying that it's not a puzzle game. I'm just saying that when it comes to the combat, when it yeah. comes to that stuff, it's not, here's a bunch of the same enemies. Well, it's more like one they're in boss. your way
1: to get rid of them. And you clear the rooms with yeah. them. Uh, The ghosts, but it's kind of training for the boss, I guess. Sure. But the bosses will throw something, a new mechanic to you. Like each one of them will have something you have to figure out. So bosses also become a puzzle. So exactly, yeah. Bosses
0: as a puzzle as well. So it doesn't really feel like a boss rush game to me. It doesn't make me think of Mega Man or something like that. Uh, some of those fun mechanics that you were just discussing, though, Alex, for example, there's one of them where you have to suck up food, right? There's a big dude mm-hmm. big ghost in a one. dining room. You have to suck up the food and then he gets all angry and then you're able to flash him with your flashlight. You flash have to light. figure
1: out how you can capture them because usually you flash them and then scare them and then you can get them. But then these boss ghosts are just like, OK, you have to figure something out or, you know, what are they doing or, you know, they kind of give you little hints and tells. Um, and yeah. And sometimes it's not even related to like the ghost itself. Like
2: sometimes you walk into a room and you're like, I don't know what to do, but there's candlesticks in here and you just light it up and you're like, I got to get fire. And yeah, it's sure.
1: kind it's of like Zel- Zelda in the puzzles more so than like a you know puzzle game.
0: Right. For sure. Now the main mechanic of this game is using the Gust 3000 though. So let's talk a little bit about that. This is, something that could be very repetitive because you're doing it to every single ghost. You've got the same sort of combat. There's no, like, special moves, really, or anything. You're just sucking up the ghost holding the R button, I believe it was. Yeah. Right? And uh, then you're pulling on the joystick and the C stick on the GameCube controller in the original version of the game. But it doesn't feel repetitive. It feels fun. It's got this... Combined with the rumble, which I think... It's basically like
1: extreme fishing. (laughs) I like that example. Sure. So you sure, you, sure. you gotta you gotta bait them by using the flashlight. It scares them. Then you hold R to like start the vacuum, and then it locks onto them like as if you were to catch a fish. And then you have to pull the opposite direction on the C stick and the um the vacuum the analog stick as you well. hold them. And yep. and it makes the uh, meter go down, and then you eventually get them in.
0: Right. That's a great. So it's point. very fun Stream and satisfying. Fishing. It is very satisfying. I would agree. Now, we talked about before how this was kind of like a uh, a tech demo of sorts about lighting and particle effects. I really, the thing that pointed, that stuck out to me, though, was the lighting effects when you're capturing a ghost. And there's this capturing ghost sequence. The lights are like flashing reds and blues and purples in the room, and it's, this really dark room so it all kind of just like highlights it more I feel like it's it's gorgeous I think it was a really special yeah. something that you don't really notice because you're so intensely locked on to I gotta get this ghost but it actually looks really good when you do that and has a sense of style that I appreciate the booze though <laughs> the booze They like the best like part them. man the collectible booze. We talked about how there's 50 collectible booze throughout the game. You have to get each one. The problem is, though... But they all have their own personality. <laughs>
1: they they all, all have their own names that are puns. I love them.
0: I love the pun ghost names, yes. I will say that. Um, but beyond that, though, it's really annoying. And the reason why is because when you try and get one of these boos... First off, you don't see them when you go into a room. The Game Boy Horror in the bottom right of your screen, it flashes a color. If it's yellow, it's flashing yellow. That means there's a boo in the room. You have to find it. Once and it's, it's closer. lit. Once it is lit, yes.
2: That is the crazy thing about it. It's, it's more of like a post room thing. Hmm. Like you yeah, beat the ghost the and then you're like, oh yeah, there's a boo in here. Right, yeah.
0: right, right, right. That's true. <laughs> but once you do spook the boo... And you try and grab it. If you don't get it in the one go, because it's going to try and escape you from that room, it goes through the room's wall and goes into the next room. And sometimes that room is not very easily accessible, if at all.
1: And also, they don't lock on to the to the booze, so yeah. you, you have sure. to kind of follow it around, as opposed sure, to sure. it like being tethered by you. But I thought they were fun. They were <laughs> they were they were more challenging than the normal ghosts, which you know you can pretty much you know just grind out. But I liked uh, you know trying to find them and then. Seeing that number go up uh, incrementally. It's such,
2: a, it's such a good feeling yeah. when you're like looking for those Very last satisfying. boos and then you walk into the room. It's like eh, 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 on your thing and you're like,
0: there's one in here. And you're like, I'm sure. going to get them now. I mean, I like those last few booze besides the final <laughs> boo, Because that, that was a murderous. <laughs> yeah, the 300 Screw HP booze. Yeah, when they get Kill up to that. the
2: balcony area and the basement area, no, it's terrible. That's bollocks. That's you're nonsense. just going between multiple rooms. But like yeah.
0: booze. For me, watching as an audience member, booze like 35 through 42-ish felt very just like, okay, we need to get more booze. Like, this is, all right, another boo. All right, another boo. It just seemed very, I don't know. It wasn't, it's not enough to make the game bad by any means, but I will say that I'm very glad that it was optional, technically.
1: Did it make you go boo?
0: It made me go boo-hoo. I was a boo-hoo for sure. (laughs) <laughs> now there are some specialty ghosts though fire water nice ghosts they do impla- impact the gameplay as well so there are ghosts that just kind of repeat they kind of keep coming up from the same like water. Device, some sort of like spout perhaps, or like a, I don't know, like a candle or something was lit, and that's where the fire ghost comes from. You're talking about right?
2: like the elements? The yeah. elements, yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, so you use these in gameplay because there's certain ghosts that are shielded by an element, and you have to use the opposite sort of thing to uh, unshield them, right? So if there's one that has like an ice shield on, right? You have to f- use fire on it, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: It's like fire beats ice, water right. beats fire. Fire, ice beats, beats water because it freezes the water. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So, it's basically a puzzle in of itself, and I thought that was a pretty neat touch to make it just a little bit more depth to it, too. A little bit more. The problem though is, I think, was that when you would encounter some of these ghosts in certain rooms and you don't have that element, and then you have to try and remember, "Oh crap, where did I see this faucet? Where did I see this candle? Now I got to get that element." Ugh. and you have to just kind of wander around. That was a little bit a little bit annoying to what to me at least. What do you guys think?
1: I don't think there was any real certain spot that that uh, was too out of the way. They kind of put them in the rooms that you would need them. Um, later on, of course, though, they they were a little bit more spread out, but um, I don't know. <laughs> Usually, yeah, for the most part,
2: like maybe like 75-80% of the time, they provided the element in the room. Or like the room next to you.
0: For the most part. Which is good. Yes, yeah. that's true.
2: There was only a couple times when it was like the weird ghosts, like when you walk into a room. Like the safari room. Sure. You walk yeah. into that room yeah. and you're like, oh, I needed ice. But all you had to do was go downstairs, go to the dining room, and then come back up. I guess so. But I, I see your point. Okay. And I accept
1: it. And I agree.
0: <laughs> Final thing, control scheme. Sidestep versus standard.
1: I like sidestep. I, we did stand f- standard for the first, like, couple hours, and then I switched to sidestep, and I enjoyed a whole bunch more. Okay. I feel like I just am naturally standard. Okay. But
0: All right. Now, interestingly, I found out that Sidestep was actually...
2: An offspring of Dubstep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> C- true. But also, Sidestep was the original control scheme, and this was where Miyamoto stepped in during the later side-stepped on... Sidestepped in? Sidestepped in <laughs> late into the development process and said, we needed to make it a little bit easier. And so that's why they developed the standard, the standard Ooh. control scheme instead. Little known fact.
1: all it does is it just combines the direction like if the analog stick where you're pointing your um your flashlight uh just in the analog stick the sidestep allows you to use the c-stick and do it independently from your walking sure yeah. right um, but before we end this discussion I wanted to save some time for the remake that just came out today yes um I guess more of a port kind of in, in normal Nintendo fashion um so, there are some differences with this one that came out. Um, I haven't played it yet, obviously, but uh, I, I'm kind of interested in seeing it just because I just played the other one on Monday, the original GameCube one. Um, but, like, th- this one's in stereoscopic 3D, which is really cool. So, it's actually using the 3D and the 3DS. Oh, yes. Um, there's no analog shoulder buttons. So you don't have that kind of neat like aspect of using the vacuum lightly or using your elements lightly. But you at the same time, like blast. how beneficial was that to yeah, the original game? Yeah. But the controllers also seem kind of wonky from the outset. I haven't played it once again, so I can't really give a full judgment. But like, in order to shoot the fireballs, for example, which was normally you bring the controller or the analog buttons down until you click them and it shoots it, you now have to like. Hold the L button to like Let the element come out and then press A On the right side of your uh, 3DS in order to shoot it So it kind of makes you you have to like Kind of juggle that around um, On hmm. the new 3DS you can use the, the uh, I don't know what Circle it's called. Pad Pro the Circle Pad like extension Part whatever I don't know what it's called On the new 3DS but you can use That part to allow you to uh, Use the flashlight And, and uh, you know basically Emulate the C stick But of course it's a little nub so it seems like it wouldn't be that accurate otherwise on the old 3ds you can use circle pad pro probably have a lot more articulation that way um but again it's not i don't think that button's analog so it's just a full speed on either direction um they updated luigi's model made him look a lot more modern um he looks a little little dollish i'd say on the gamecube one but again that was that was 2001 so it was a while ago it is um and uh even has Totaka's song i just discovered Mm -hmm. so you can still find that even though the pause menu is a little different um i hope that the soundtrack is pretty much identical uh they updated booze just i i I, don't think they did much to it other than the controls now that it has two screens the bottom screen is used for the map all time so you don't have to pull up the map um and it's not as like early computer looking either yeah, yeah. Like it it's not like, like old Polygon. It's it's oh. like they use a little sprite of uh, of Luigi on there. Um, you can also use Amiibo in it because they got to tie Amiibo in somehow. I can use um, my Samus Amiibo? No. <laughs> so, like, one of them is – it's kind of cool, I guess, if you really want it. I like the challenge, but you can use your Boo Amiibo to, uh, like, have it mark where a Boo is on your map, which is kind of cool. Okay. But, again, it takes away a lot of the challenge, but it's an option that's there, I guess, if you purchase another product from it, but – it seems like it's pretty interesting, um, but it's, I guess, a good way for people to get into the game uh, that didn't get to play it back 17 years ago. Um, but yeah, it's just it's timely that it came out the day that this episode also airs. So. It
0: is, yes. I didn't plan for that at all when I was making this, this list. I didn't even realize it until just a couple weeks ago when I was looking at, all right, how am I going to play this game? Oh, wait, it's coming out for the 3DS. Oh, wait it's releasing on the day of the show <laughs> mm, well
1: and that was not planned so yeah that was not planned it's not a promotion
0: well any final closing thoughts besides this being basically the best game ever for the gamecube
1: <laughs> yeah this is my
2: favorite title okay better than melee it's like <laughs> it, it goes metro prime luigi's mansion melee oh oh so we have some foreshadowing for a future episode i guess bum, bum, bum. we do luigi's mansion is a great game it will always be a childhood favorite um but it's always one of those ones that I think is, like, so good that I have to, like, show any of my friends that are into gaming and, and, watch and them like, play early kind of stuff. And it's just so fun because the reaction so – it's it's such an interesting title that it evokes something out of everyone I watch. Yeah. And I, like – I just love everyone's reaction to it. It's one of those games, so. All right. It will always be in my heart. Oh,
1: made Luigi my favorite And game. I very much enjoyed it. Uh, like I said, I played it um, when it came out, but I didn't beat it. I think I was in one of those camps where I was expecting, like, a Mario game, and then it was just like, oh, okay, and then just kind of faded away. I think I got smashed pretty soon after that. But um, but now playing it fully uh, this past Monday, I really enjoy it, and I'm also enjoying finding out all these small little details that are added to the game that makes oh, me yes. want to play it again. And again, I might get the 3DS one just because, you know, now that I know I'm familiar with the game, I'd like to see the differences in that. And... Yeah, there's no other real game like it. It's pretty unique and innovative.
0: Thank you very much for allowing us to play through it and and enjoy the experience. I had a great time. I really liked the game. Uh, Besides a couple of the shortcomings that I talked about earlier, I I think that the game was, was a splendid example of what Nintendo is capable of doing, which is doing something different. They could really do something different. Uh, but I guess they just have to try and balance it out with stuff that's that's dialed in and a little bit easier and safer. So I hope we see more of these in the future. I hope Metroid Prime Four for your sake and for ours. I gotta for hope this. everyone's sake, yeah. yeah.
1: And we gotta hope that Luigi's Mansion Three is gonna be good or at least better yeah. than Dark Moon. So. That as well.
0: That as well. <laughs> so with that, we're going to close it out the evening. We still have, of course, plenty more shows for the quarter. This is only the second episode of the quarter and the second episode of Spooktober. So next week we're going to be covering a totally different type of horror once again we're going to be covering castlevania 3 dracula's curse for the nes system or the
1: uh, preparation for smash (laughs) i think it was the famicom disc system in japan
0: famicom Disk so
1: i'm wondering if you're going to be playing some music from each version because i believe that they sound completely different
0: i may I okay. may play from each different version. I think it'd be I,
1: worth it just to explain the differences in like the sound chip, what we, what we got what, compared to what Japan got.
0: We will also be playing very special cover versions of the songs in the soundtrack, though. And the reason why is because I was very... I've been working hard for the past few weeks on this, and I was luckily able to sit down with a couple of really bang-up, wonderful gentlemen from a certain game band. And their band name is called Super Mad N-E-S, Super Madness. They are known for for being purveyors of heavy metal, and they have done covers of a whole lot of different, or not even just covers, but really homages to a uh, lot of wonderful old school retro video games, including Castlevania 3 Dracula's Curse, which they just released a full album of. Basically, every single song off the Castlevania 3 soundtrack is going to be on there in their heavy metal version, along with a bunch of tracks again, almost the entire soundtrack of Batman for the NES. The album is called Gothic Warriors, and you can find it on Bandcamp, .bandcamp supermadnes.bandcamp.com We're going to be playing the full interview that I had with Nico, the drummer, and one of the guitarists, Ryan Bradley So tune in next week for that Also,
1: don't forget about the giveaway tonight, too
0: Thank you very much for that. I was just about to segue into that as well. The giveaway for this evening, we're not doing it by call as we usually do. Instead, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash radio. Look for the post that I made this previous week with pictures of the items. One of them is a Luigi's Mansion ghost patch. Very cool. And the other one is the luigi and ghost cross stitch you can pick whichever one you want all you got to do is just comment on the post don't even have to like the page if you don't want to comment on it and we will enter you into the drawing so
2: there's two winners
0: there is one winner but they get to choose which one they want
2: oh yes okay so there's not two
0: winners only one may stand Yes.
2: One shall stand, <laughs> one shall fall.
0: <laughs> and with that, we're going to close it up this evening. Don't forget our other socials, though Twitter.com slash laglife radio. Instagram is at DJ double underscore marmar. You can find us on the web at lagradio.kuci.org for all of our playlists and previous podcastable versions of our discussion. And finally, the. Twitch is twitch.tv slash single underscore marmar. I will be streaming typically Sundays and Wednesdays, but this week only Wednesday because I am out of town. So without further ado, thank you very much, gentlemen, for joining me this evening. It's been a pleasure. It was great. And oh, yeah? we will see you hopefully next time, Castlevania 3 with Super Madness. Thank you for listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. My name is Marmar the Midboss. I've been joined by Alex sparsebar and we have been Lag Radio.